This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. How prepared are most Americans to deal with disaster, such as flooding, major storm damage, or other catastrophes? Forty percent of homeowners surveyed don't have or don't know if they have coverage that will fully replace their homes or the contents, their belongings, in the event of a disaster. Then, when a company asks you to go green, recycle, and reuse, what's your motivation to participate? A marketing expert reveals the hidden factors in consumer decisions. Should I participate? And if I participate, what do I gain or how does that make me feel? There's clearly a green effect that perhaps hasn't been sold as strongly as it could. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Don't go away. Our show gets underway right after this. weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Are you prepared in the event of a major disaster? A recent study says most American homeowners are unprepared should disaster strike. Joining us to discuss this is Bob Rustbolt, CEO of the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America. Bob, welcome to the show. Good to be with you. So let's talk about the results of this consumer survey, which I think should concern millions of U.S. homeowners. Where are people falling short when it comes to disaster preparation? Well, first of all, there is a huge lack of understanding and education when it comes to homeowners insurance policies, which is probably the number one most shocking result of this survey. But 73% of respondents do not have flood insurance coverage. Now, that doesn't mean that every American needs it, but Americans are woefully underinsured when it comes to disasters like hurricanes and wind and obviously flooding. And that includes things like earthquakes and other things that are not found and not included in a common homeowner's policy. 40% of homeowners surveyed don't have or don't know if they have coverage that will fully replace their homes or the contents, their belongings in the home in the event of a disaster. 28% of homeowners polled do not have enough savings to support their households for even one month. And of course, even less than that, there are some Americans, 14% of those surveyed reported that their savings wouldn't even last one week. So there's some very shocking data in this survey. Now, flood insurance... I've looked into that. It's not particularly expensive as an add-on to a policy. Why don't more people get it? Is it just a lack of knowledge? Well, it depends. Congress has passed a law to move to more actuarially sound rates, which means that some people are paying much more than they used to. But you're correct. The average flood insurance policy is not that expensive. But it really depends on where your house is located. If you're right on the ocean, if you're right on a river or a lake or a creek, you're going to pay more than those in a floodplain that may be removed. So flood insurance is not just for people that think they're going to flood. Flood insurance is for people where they have the potential to flood. We're talking on InfoTrack with Bob Rustbolt, CEO of the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America. 
Bob, in the event of just an unimaginable catastrophe, let's say there were major, major earthquakes in a huge part of the country, how could the insurance industry handle that? Wouldn't that really take its toll on their businesses? Actually, no. And I, okay. that's counterintuitive. And the reason why is because, like flood insurance, earthquake coverage is an extra policy. The basic homeowner's policy does not cover earthquakes and it does not cover flooding. Only about 11% of homeowners in the state of California, which we think of as being one of the top earthquake areas, have earthquake coverage. So the insurance companies would not take massive hits in California because most people don't purchase earthquake insurance. The number one fault line in America is not the San Andreas fault line, it's the New Madrid fault line, which runs through the Missouri area. And most people there do not have earthquake coverage either. So, again, it's a huge education of consumers. Most consumers saying, I don't need an earthquake policy. You know, there has never been an earthquake in my area in my lifetime or my parents' lifetime. Why am I going to spend this money for that until it hits? And then they have no coverage. So you need to know what's in your homeowner's policy, what it covers, what it doesn't cover. You need to have a really good insurance agent a professional who knows what you should have and then know what's in your policies. You mentioned California. One of the other disaster situations is fire. When you can have these wildfires suddenly spring up, is that typically covered in the average homeowner's policy? That is. Okay, so fire you're taking care of. Fire is covered in the standard homeowner's policy, so all those houses that have burned down in California are covered. If you have homeowner's insurance, they would be covered. This is another important point for consumers. There's two types of standard homeowners policies. One is replacement cost coverage, and the other is the actual cash value. Replacement cost coverage means that if your house burns down, you get the full current value replacement. So if you have a house that costs you $500,000 to build, you get $500,000 to rebuild it exactly as it was. If you have actual cash value, it's the depreciated value of the house or your belongings. So if you have a great big screen TV in your house that costs you $1,000 and it would cost $1,000 to replace, but it's now five years old, you might get $500 because it's the depreciated value of those assets. So a big difference in homeowners policies, and according to our consumer survey, 58% of homeowners have replacement cost coverage, which is a much better policy. It costs a little more, but much better coverage, which means that 42% of homeowners have actual cash value. And of course, they're many times surprised that, what do you mean that I had $100,000 worth of contents in the house and it burned down and I'm only going to get $60,000 because it's the depreciated value. Obviously, with your experience in the industry, you've probably heard it all and seen it all. What other things are people perhaps missing out on when it comes to protecting themselves? I think you've covered the major things. Flood insurance is not covered. Earthquake is not covered. And in many states, wind is not covered. So if you live in Florida, most homeowners policies exclude coverage for hurricanes. You have to buy a separate policy, separate coverage for wind damage in states like Florida, and there are other states that do the same thing. You need to check your policy. You need to have a really good trusted choice agent that knows your needs and knows your area really well. 
what kind of coverage do you think you need for living expenses should your house burn down? You can always purchase those. And another thing that people don't understand, if you have valuable items in your house, jewelry, furs, art collection, collectibles, you collect baseball cards or something, if they're stolen from your house, you get a certain amount of money to replace those, but it's not the true appraised value. You have to buy a separate policy. They have to be scheduled. In other words, they have to be listed. Here's the appraised value. Then the insurance company will issue a separate policy to cover those sorts of things. So you have to know what is valuable in your house and what your policy, your homeowner's policy covers and doesn't cover. Millions of Americans rent and do not own homes, and obviously they can get renter's insurance. Are these types of coverages also available to renters as separate policies? Yes. Now, remember, renters are not responsible. If your house burns down and you're renting it, that's not your responsibility. It's the homeowner's responsibility. But renters do need coverage, and renters' policies are very cheap. I mean, they're two to $300, generally speaking, for basic renter's insurance. And there's two components to renter's insurance. One is a liability, and the other is for the contents, your personal belongings, because you don't have to insure the structure of the house or the condo or the apartment. So you want to cover your belongings, your electronic equipment, your clothes, and all of your basic necessities, but also liability. If you're hosting a party at your house and somebody gets hurt, trips over your furniture and it was your fault or the dog bites you in the apartment or the house, those are your responsibilities, not the homeowner's responsibility. So renters covers two basic things, liability and then your contents. I would suggest that people go to trustedchoice.com. These agents do not work for any one company, and they will find the coverage that best fits your needs. Bob Russbolt, CEO of the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of America. Bob, thanks so much for joining us today. Great being with you. Next, are you motivated to recycle? The hidden reasons why consumers go green. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 